finds Draymond Green, reads to the basket, kicks it out of Godala. Thompson for three. Bang! Clay Thompson from downtown. It's a six-point lead. Timeout Rockets. A stunned Toyota Center crowd has watched a seven-point fourth-quarter lead turn into a six-point deficit. Yo, 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 guys, what is up? And welcome back to another edition of the Game 6 Clay podcast. It's your boy Gotham, my boy Matt. Matt, welcome back. First uh, first episode in the offseason, man, as champions. Uh, made it back to the top around 10 days ago. Uh, been living living the life, man. The summer has been fun. Got off to a great start. Uh, before we get into all the all the Warriors, Warriors offseason stuff, welcome back, brother. How are we living? Good, man. Uh, it's been a fun, it's been two weeks now or almost two weeks Just stay excited, dude. This gets, it gets better and better. And, uh, you know, free agency starts and we're going to get into it, man. But I want, I want nothing more than to run it back with this same group, dude. So we'll get into all that and the targets and what the off season could look like, but things are going good, man. And you just, you got to love these guys and love how things are gone. Hell yeah, we got uh we're missing Chuck's here today, our third member of our crew. Um, shout out Chuck. Hope you enjoy this episode, brother. <laughs> um, we're gonna hold down the fort. Um, but in honor of Chuck not being here, um, and him being the uh the draft savant, um, let's uh let's just dive right in. Um, Warriors obviously won a championship um to close out the 2021-22 season. And uh pretty much right after that, that third the next week was the NBA draft, and the Warriors got Three solid picks. Um, Chuck is obviously our, our in-house draft counsel, um, but it seems like they got three solid picks with Patrick Baldwin Jr., um, Ryan Rollins, and then Gui Santos. Um, three guys that uh, clearly look like, I mean, obviously our project pieces, which I think the Warriors have uh, proven that they can at least have a top-tier development uh, player development program right now. Um, just with the way Jordan Poole, Kaminga, Wiseman, Moody, um, all these guys that we've seen at least the last couple of years. Um, so, I mean, I my my initial reaction is, you know, excited to see what they can bring, um, you know, see if they can have any sort of level of impact that Kuminga and Moody had in terms of just um, playing when they're called on. You know, that's all, that's a dub in my book. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's, uh, you know, welcome to the squad, guys. Yeah, we were kind of talking before the pod, man. I mean, I got I got nothing. I couldn't have told you most of those guys' names. I know the Baldwin Jr. pick because he's got some uh, some ankle issues that are stood out apparently. But it's really weird to go from like lottery was, two years I've in never a row, cared less about Kuminga, Wiseman, and then going back to twenty eight after winning the chip is just a funny feeling, man. But um, like Gotham said, Chuck is our. I love the phrasing now. Our in house counsel, like yeah. he's our attorney for uh, draft picks, man. Oh yeah. Um, Chuck will give us some more than that next time he's on. And as always, catch his draft stuff on his Twitter because he'll have some, uh, he always has some thoughts on those guys. But uh, Gotham, you know, offseason, we're, we're two days away from from uh, free agency or three days. Um, the last few days, we've seen this roller coaster with Katie and Kyrie. Uh, it turns out a lot of it was for not all of this. Kyrie might be on to LA for a $6 million thing. I thought it might happen. And now I feel like an idiot. Of course, he's not doing that. He's going back to Brooklyn. Uh, we'll probably do this whole thing again next summer, but this is not a Brooklyn Nets podcast this is a Warriors podcast. So uh, with the off season coming up, my guy, what is, uh, what are you, what are you looking for? What are you hoping for? I love, I love how you brought up the, uh, the KD Kyrie situation. Cause it feels like that, that kind of took over the discourse on uh, Twitter. Uh, we'll get into that uh, later. I got I got a lot of thoughts on that one. Uh, but straight in the way of the offseason, um, like you said, it's kind of weird. Uh, just kind of coming off a championship, 
Uh, we still kind of have that, but you realize that, you know, it's, it, it's never, basketball never stops. And the Warriors do have serious, uh, not, not issues, but uh, serious uh, free agents that they should go after and priorities that they need to take care of to, uh, you know, get, get ready to run their shit back um, to, to protect that title. Uh, but my two biggest priorities are, uh, I think, pretty much the same as uh, I think you and everybody else is uh, bring back Looney and GP. Um, I think those two are uh, not only have they, you know, put in their work in terms of deserving of this contract, they showed how valuable they are to win a championship. Um, we would not win a ring without Kevon Looney or, or Gary Payton II. Um, for as great as Steph, Clay, Draymond, Steve Kerr put us in a position to be there to win it all, we don't get past the finish line with guys like GP and Loon. Um, just so many moments in the playoffs. Uh, obviously, GP was out with the injury, but even in the regular season and then the finals and um, the playoffs up and down and to that point, you know, GP is an absolute defensive weapon. So I think those two are my biggest uh, offseason priorities. It seems like Initial reports seem like Kavon Looney is leaning towards a multi-year deal back with the Warriors, which, you know, fingers crossed, that's that's also uh, that's going to be happening as soon as the free agency stuff kicks off on Thursday. Um, and I saw some reports that GP was also strongly considering coming back, but the Mavs are some serious contenders. Um, and again, this comes down to uh, how much are the Warriors willing to pay? And I think that you know, we've we've had these discussions about checkbook wins and stuff, and I don't see any reason why Joe Lacob and Bob Myers will not pull the trigger to um, shell out a couple couple million extra if they need to um, to bring back guys that were integral to this championship run. Um, but yeah, those are my two biggest ones, Matt. Before we can jump into more later, but what uh, what are your thoughts? What are your first? What's your biggest priorities, dude? I mean, that's it. It's, those are the two I, biggest yeah, ones. Yeah, as far awesome. as I mean, it's it's uh like I said at the beginning, man. My I would. I would kill to run it back with almost his exact same squad. Um, I was going to start with Looney, man. Looney, Looney has to come back, and it sounds like he 100%. is. Uh, the guy should probably be a warrior for life. He's he's insurance for Draymond. He's insurance for Wiseman. Uh, if those guys aren't rolling, uh, I mean, if Wiseman gets rolling, if Draymond's off, he was in the playoffs, I should say. Uh, dude, I just have some stats for you, man. Some fun ones, dude. So, Love me some Looney stats. In the NBA Finals... Guess who had the second highest net rating? I'm just gonna go out on a limb and guess Kevon Looney. Yeah, it's spot on, man. Guess <laughs> who had right. the guess who had the highest net rating? We're going with Steph Curry. No. Really? Correct. Keep going. GP2? Correct. That's wow. right, dude. That GP2 and Kevon Looney are in the NBA finals. They were the most valuable. Again, to be clear, this Blank doesn't happen without Steph. Blank but I'm check. just saying, man. Uh those two guys being Wow, Not just playable, insane. but impressive in that highest stage of basketball you can play. Those are guys you have to bring back. And when you're a contender like the Warriors are, in free agency, that's your goal, man. Is you try to get guys who you think can give you minutes when it counts the most, and that in this case is the finals. Those two guys didn't only show they can get on the court, they can stay on the court and they can be valuable. Gary Payton, you know, he turned that series around in a lot of ways, man. That first mm-hmm. game without him, it yep. showed that he wasn't out there. And, you know, we when we lost him in uh, Memphis – that might have been the most panicked I'd been in the in the playoffs, and that's because and I get panicked, man. That's not a that's not a small feat, dude. I can get panicked like nobody else, dude. It's the truth, and so, but that's what you're looking for, dude. This is it. This is it. You know, so those two guys both just understand how to play with Steph, which is the biggest thing. They both know um, how to play defense. They're they're just smart, smart basketball players, and if you bring those two guys back, you've got you've got seven guys going into the next season that you know you can play in the NBA Finals. 
you've got Steph, you've got Clay, you've got Wiggins, you've got Draymond, you've got Looney, Poole, uh, Gary Payton, and I'm putting Moody in there too. Um, but that's that's what you want if you're a team going at this stage. You you need guys you can yep. play. And going into a season with seven or eight of those guys, what else are you doing? You know what it's, I mean? It's exactly uh, it's exactly right. Like there, that's why like I like it. Kind of all comes back to you know this whole KD situation and just chatter. It's like why would you why would you want to mortgage that future? You know, it's it's you have seven guys like you said, seven eight guys that you have done it. Like you literally just went out and won an NBA championship with these guys. Why would you not make that your priority to bring him back? And I think that, you know, listening to Steve Kerr did a bunch of podcasts after they won the championship, and it sounds like he's fully expecting to get a majority of the squad back, if not all of them, um, just in terms of uh, his excitement for next year and what – and, like, when your coach is that excited, a guy who's done it, and I, I really, like, the more I look at it back now, like, it reminds me of that 2015 season where, obviously, we won a championship, but that team was still figuring it out, and in year two – they won 73 games. And so why would you not – they have the chance to be special next season just with the comfort that these guys are going to have playing together, having that confidence of winning a championship. And like you said, Looney and GP2, I didn't even – the top two net rating in the finals, like it is – there's nothing more than – In that's, the that's NBA when you want, finals. That's when you and want they are free agents. Exactly, man, they're free agents, and they're not getting – they'll get money, they'll get paid, and they should, and the Warriors should pay them. But these aren't guys who are going to get priced out, though. No, that's the biggest thing, man. We keep seeing that, dude. With everybody, even in that garbage 15 and 50 season, no one wanted to leave. Okay? Exactly. Only guy who's wanted to leave is KD, and we'll get to him later. But uh, it's just these guys, they got to come back. Um, You bring them back, you move on. After that, I, I was scouring the, the free agent list. You know what I mean? There's there's tons of guys yeah, who are you available. Any, you, got any, you got any names that, you know, obviously, like I like how you said that, that some guys are going to get priced out. Um, so, and who who do you think that is? Who Who's your who's on the outside looking in in terms of running this squad back? So I, on the outside looking in most yeah. likely is Otto Porter Jr. Yeah. Uh, he's a wing. He's also, again, man, some of this stuff, he he was great on the court and showed, man. I mean, he started he started again. Again, you can't say this enough. The NBA Finals. You get these yeah. guys to hope they can play in the finals, and these guys did. Um, Porter, it's one of those things, though, man, where people are – It's when something gets said frequently enough for me, it kind of turns into a thing of, like, if everybody thinks it's a given, it's a lot of times actually not a given. You know what I mean? I and like so – but it's the truth, though, man. Like yeah. uh, the the Dallas Mavericks, given the Warriors' trouble in the conference finals, was a like given, right? The uh, Nuggets being a bad matchup for the Warriors, what turned out to be a five game series, was a given beforehand. And you hear enough people talk about it to where it's like, you know what? If you're gonna keep saying this, man, people, we have these things in sports all the time that are givens, right? And right now, it's the OPJ getting priced out. You said it earlier, guys like playing for the Warriors, man. Uh, he loved playing for the Warriors. True, true. He he's not counted on to do a whole lot, and it's go. It doesn't go without saying that a guy whose body tends to not hold up does not have to play a lot of minutes on this team. Okay, very true. When they needed him at the end of the season, he was there. But otherwise, uh, he he was able to rest pretty frequently throughout the season. With that being said, though, I think he probably is the most likely to get priced out. Um, with and I'd also on that note. You know who earned a spot in my heart when I didn't think it was possible, man? Four months ago? Drop it on me. 
Nemanja Bielica, dude. Yep, let's go. He's, that guy is, again, Charlie Sheen in Ferris Bueller's Day Off has a place in my soul, man. We should have known, man. We should have known Belly was one to say. He said he loves Steph Curry coming out of training camp. (laughs) Like, this dude was meant to be a warrior. He he actually was, man. He does he does things. He's infuriating. Like he makes you mad, but he does some cool shit too. That's how you know he's meant to be on the Warriors, right? Uh, he throws some dimes. He also he has the highest dribble in the league, man. And you know anybody <laughs> under six eight is just waiting to snag Learned that love. ball, man. Uh, exactly. But in the playoffs, dude, he held up. He held up on defense, and he he is somebody who can actually initiate offense if he's out there. And you just don't get guys like that. Uh, on the cheap, which the Warriors are going to have to be again. If they're bringing back GP two and bringing back Looney, they're going to have everybody else is going to be on the cheap, right? Uh, Belly, I, I kind of think Belly has to come back, man. Again, you don't you don't just summon from your mind basketball players who can play in the NBA Finals and the Conference Finals, man. It just doesn't happen. And when you find guys who can do it, who again maybe next year they get kind of uh, pushed to the back of the roster given the Warriors' youth situation. That's fine, but you know he. It was if push comes to shove, Belly can go out there. Which is again, I you you know, man, I I couldn't believe he was a warrior post trade <laughs> deadline, man. I was I was despondent. I was so mad. He would step on the court, and I would every time I would I would have gotten a, like an absolute kink in my neck, man, from just rolling my <laughs> eyes and throwing my head back, dude. Uh, turns out this guy stayed in front of Jason Tatum and Luka Doncic in the man. playoffs. Just what what's going on? I don't know. But what do you think about those guys? Uh, coming back, do you think OPJ gets priced out? Do you think Bella gets priced out? Uh, is there anybody else you have in mind now? I have a few more names. I want to hear what you think, though. Yeah, no, in terms of those two guys, I agree. I think Otto Porter is probably the most likely to get priced out just because he had such a great season. Like, the, he was thrown in the starting lineup. He was able to hit threes, lock down defenders. He won us that Suns game on Christmas. Like, that. he had so many good moments. And like you said, he he was the guy – he was one of those guys that you trusted on the court – um, in that playoff run in the finals. Um, so, uh, again, another guy that we don't want to ring without. Like, he – the and, you know, <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying about Belly either. But, yeah, he, you know, he had moments in the playoffs as well. So, I think Otto gets priced out. But, like you said, if, if you know, he has zero workload, he also got – like, he he signed a big, a big deal back in the day with the Bulls. So realistically, I don't know. The I guy's mean, been paid, man. He knows he has yeah, the money. He's, been, he's got the bag. He's, like he, he's, if he wants to wait and chase rings, he can keep exactly. doing it, man. I, and I, I really, you know, I don't want to, uh, you know, toss these two in the same late name in terms of just like impact just because these guys did it longer. But you know, Kevin Durant, Otto, Otto Porter. Okay, okay. Sorry. All right. <laughs> Belly and Otto kind of remind me of like David West, Saza, where – they would kind of take a little less because they like being in the in the in this environment with this team and you know just the chance to run it back. I think a lot like just the excitement you hear from the players after winning it. Um, I think that 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 goes a long way. And you know, if Otto and Belly can have the same you know level of production or you know be able to you know play to this level, who knows? Maybe they do get a bag next year. Um, so uh, you know, I think that. The likelihood of both of them coming back. Just keep pushing it back here, guys. Yeah, just, <laughs> just keep pushing it back here as long as we keep winning chips, man. Uh, keep coming. But um, I think from just the basketball business side, I think Otto's like probably going to get paid more. But you know, let's uh, let's hope that the the Bay rubbed off on him well, and he, uh, he's not here for a hometown discount. It's, yeah, man, you got to hope the Warriors kind of dig a little deeper to give it to him. Uh, we didn't mention a guy so far who didn't play a lot in the playoffs. But he's goaded. 
It's Andre Iguodala. Andre it's not Iguodala. JTA, man. But yeah. <laughs> JTA yeah. is up there, man. I uh, think Iggy's retired, man. I think Iggy's he's, he's gone. So I was listening to Marcus Thompson today talk with I think it was Andy and Sam on Light Years, man. But he was yeah. talking about how uh, they thought that initially, but it sounds like Steph's really giving him the the business, trying to get him to stay one more year. And if you just listen to these guys talk about behind the scenes this year, it sounds like he was just so, 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 so instrumental and so important exactly. to everything he was doing, man. And you just, you don't get that. And Marcus Thompson talked a lot about Marcus Thompson of the athletic that is uh, talked about uh, just how, you know, in the 2020, 2021 season, it was Steph, it was Draymond having to talk to guys and be leaders on the court. Uh, and that's just training. It's a big role, but to have it get all this year, be kind of a leader on the bench, uh, you know, a la uh, Udonis Haslam. Udonis Haslam, pardon me. Um, hey, you got more playing time. Come on. Oh, no, no, no. I just meant a similar vein. <laughs> to I'll be clear, Iguodala, when he's healthy, he can still get out there. The guy had a few dunks this year that are still just like, oh, come on. Um, I think if you can get him back, again, just having having guys in the locker room, uh, don't ask Laker fans this because they will not agree, but having guys in the locker room you can trust to, to you know, Shepard, your young guys is huge. And I think having him back would be awesome. Um, he's your 15th guy. He's not going to be somebody they count on anymore to do this, but uh, he, he'd be, he was and will continue to be invaluable to this team because of just, he's Iguodala, man. Everyone trusts that guy. Uh, he's the definition of poise and just like controlled basketball. This team needs a lot of the time, even if it's coming from the bench. So I think they got to bring him back, man. They got to do what they can to convince him at least. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's as a player or if it's like maybe as one of those consultants, but the Steve Nash uh, role, Steve Nash kind of role. But I, you know, I think that if you are bringing Iggy back, you know, obviously it is an extra roster spot for a guy who is not at least core on the core wise, not going to contribute and as nearly as you know somebody else might. So obviously, I, I love Iggy and what he's done and what he can can still do. Like you said, he's still got he's still got some some hops in that in those legs, but. Um, I just don't think he wants to be like a player. I think like he, it sounded like he really enjoyed the the coaching and just like talking guys up, like you said, and how, how important that was to, um, to winning a championship. Like, again, like, it goes into it. So, I mean, if he comes back, great, I'm, I'm all for it. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was in one of those like consulting roles. Cause I know he's talking about, you know, trying to start his own like venture capitalist firm. So I think he's got a lot more, like I think off the court stuff that he can do while also being, a part of this team, which I think if they're calling like um, as a consultant, I feel like, um, you know, he, he would never like not show up. So um, that would be interesting. But I, I totally agree. What, what he brought to the table this year was, was insane. Uh, yeah. Having him in some kind of role is super important. I think if he's on the bench, it's just huge. I think if he's yeah, there during yeah. games, massive, you saw him pull Gary Payton aside in game six and kind of rip into him first half. We all saw that. It was, yeah. uh, to wigs in game three yeah man the guys the guys the uh he's the uh new warrior whisperer i don't know what to say man so what about um gsw reddit brought this up i think uh, i thought it was actually pretty good you cheap roster spot uh Quindari weatherspoon man from santa cruz i like him a lot um he had a bunch of great moments in the regular phoenix, season man. yeah against phoenix exactly that was the first one came to my mind just his energy and you heard Clay talking. I think he was the one that was guarding Clay in Santa Cruz. And Clay was like, dude, this guy's a lockdown defender. Like, we got it. Like, he's got to get up there. And so when when you've got the backing of guys like Clay, and again, he's one of those guys where even as fans, we've seen a little bit where we know what he can bring to the table when when he's when his number is called upon. He doesn't need to be 
um, you know, that Draymond role, but he brings that energy kind of like how JTA did in 2021. And kind of feels like he could be like a JTA or GP2. GP2, obviously, like final, it was a finals player, but like a guy who JTA last season, you know, stepped up big time and, and the guys like that are work so well in curve system, just in terms of they like passing the ball. They're there. They're athletic. Um, so Cordero Weatherspoon, I think great two-way player. Would love to see him on the roster. I think the guy in what we have seen so far last season was great. Um, and when Clay is hyping him up as, as, as a great defender, and we've seen it, um, again, you can't go wrong with two-way wings in this league, um, especially um, after what we saw this playoffs and teams, um, you know, kind of – trying to punish the Warriors for their lack of size. They make up for it just in their hustle, um, their athleticism in terms of on the wings. And uh, I think Quinnery Weatherspoon is a great, great addition. Um, so totally on board. Totally on board for that one. Oh, a couple other names I just kind of jotted down. Quick, yeah, just toss them out. I, I, uh, I can't even remember I, how they, Yeah, this is a rich man's auto porter in some ways, man. So Nick Patum from the Clippers. I don't think the Warriors afford him. I think he's going to go yeah. for at least $10 million. Um, Kyle Anderson. I think he'd be a great uh, warrior, man. Oh, Grizzlies hatred I, I coming from like you, man. I, I honestly, yeah, this might be a little fan in me talking. I just don't like how much he bitches. Um, I think oh, he bitches a lot. Um, he's got this weird little slow-mo game. Like, he's nice. Um, but we've got guys like, again, like I think, I'm not saying he's on the same level, but a guy like JTA, a guy like Quindary Weatherspoon, a little bit more athletic, can do kind of the same and thing, like- better defender. Uh, but he's just he's he, uh, just that Grizzlies. I, I, the Grizzlies I stench, man, is still on him. I don't, I don't fuck with him anymore. Uh, so I like how you used much. his nickname. Like he has, like he has that slow mo game. It's like yeah, exactly. Steph has it's that like, like baby not, face assassin type game where yeah. But I didn't mean that one as a compliment. Like that shit no, was like slow, and he can't shoot free throws. Like man, yeah, that's rough. That's rough, us, man. So he was a. I don't want absolute. him anywhere. I don't want him anywhere part of this roster. You could argue he already was a warrior, man. True, that is true. So if he keeps, if he can you know, come through in another capacity on another team. That'd be great. Um, Cause I'd love playing him in another playoff series. So yeah, he's one man. I, I wouldn't mind. I like, I like how Anderson, man, but I don't blame yeah. him. I know you, I know you do not like the, uh, the Grizzly stuff. So I like him at UCLA and I on the spot. Oh yeah, sure, man. He's got some, he got some Ginobili comps in college. I'm pretty sure if I recall correctly, which he hasn't really borne out. Um, PJ Tucker, same deal as, as between. Yeah, I think mind. he's priced out, but he's a weird yeah. one. Cause he's 37 and he's old you know, dude. He, Especially, I think I think it was against the Celtics in the conference finals. He, he was kind of falling apart. Like his he, his knees were banged up. Like you know what? As, though, he as, went back out there every time, and that guy is he, always no, he's, a, he's a goddamn <laughs> trooper. He's a competitor. But again, I think he's commanding a lot of money too. So I think there's going to be another team that so, just yeah. I saw three him. three for thirty for the Sixers, which is like you're going to pay this guy ten million dollars a year yeah, when, when he's, he's thirty nine or forty years old. I don't know, man. Uh, priced out. How would you feel about this? Is a guy who has not been popular with Warriors fans throughout the eight, nine years now. Austin Rivers, dude. I've always been a fan of Austin Rivers. Hey, I, same here. I liked him at Duke. I, you know, I thought he was going to be a great, uh, great, one of the next great cards, but uh, obviously great. Yeah, had a mixtape like no other in high school. Mixtape like no other, man. That shit was cold. Uh, but no, I think Austin Rivers, I've always liked him. He's a good defender. Uh, he can hit that open corner three, um, just incredibly quick first step. Um, on a team of, you know, guards in terms of playmakers like that, it's really only Steph and JP. So just to throw in another guy like that, um, you, know, you can't go wrong. Again, he can defend. Um, he can kind of create his own offense. Um, but again, pricing, I, I don't know. It, it would have to be on the minimum. So, I, I again, another guy that just gets priced out. 
Uh, but I have, I, I'm with you. I, I've really liked his game um, for a while. So I've always, always wanted him to be a, a warrior at some point. But hey, we send him home every year. So I guess he's an honorary warrior. So he also had that like great video at the beginning of the year where he was like, he was kind of filming so himself. I'm so sick like, of his team. Like, yeah. The Warriors look really good. Look really good. I'm hey, sick I of this team, man. Yeah, I, I know it's funny, man. I can't, um, I can't hate him for that. That's that's every single franchise in the last like ten years. He'd fit the mold of a non-big. The Warriors are, you know, determined not to add any more apparently outside of Nemanja Bjelica, which again, like I said earlier, I'm cool with. Um, I just just gonna say this real quick. My goal going into next season is no matter how rough things look, I refuse to say anything bad about any part of this team that won a title this year. So Bielitsa can absolutely, you know, have Brown on the back of those yellow shorts, man. And I will, uh, I will be just, you know, cheering him on, dude. I'll, I'll get out the uh, Charmin and head out there to Bay for him, man. But uh, like hundred percent, bro. Like that, and that's, that's the, I guess, like championship swag that you get. Like you, obviously there are holes that this team has, but it also feels like, and especially with this this team, it feels like, like I said, going into that 2016 year, whereas like you just had to bring these guys back, get them another year, and it, it really feels like they could unlock something special again in a, in a Western Conference that the Warriors have dominated um, in the last eight years. So until they're so they're obviously on the throne, there's no reason to think why this team can't you know make it back there um, after given what we've seen um, this last season. Oh no, we talked about it, man. I, we talked about it last week or whenever that last one came out. There, there's no reason they shouldn't be better next year. Yeah, like they really, 100%. there's, they should be, hundred percent. Um, last guy I had is Rodney Hood. Uh, big wing can shoot the yeah, ball okay. Uh, is, not he, is he a minimum defender. level player? No, I don't think so. I don't uh, think yeah. so. He's coming off some injuries though. I'm pretty sure he's he's young still. So I don't see him taking anything small. But you know, who, you never know with this kind of thing. He might still. Uh, maybe he's up for for a ring at this point in his career. But other than that, man, we'll see what happens. Charlie will definitely have some more. Uh, some more as we, as we get more guys. into the free agency, yeah, exactly. Considering, I want to say last season we were like a week or two into free agency when the Warriors, Warriors finally Warriors signed anybody. Vote, yeah. So, I think Otto um, was the first signing. Um, that we were like, yo, it we was got... Otto or Bielita. I think it was Bielita, man. Two. And Maybe, then we were yeah, kind of like, wow, cool, yeah, yeah, let's see what let's see how these guys look out. So, uh free agency is coming up, and so is an ad from Anchor. So, we're gonna see you guys in uh, now. 30 seconds and not three days. Okay. We'll see you in a moment, guys. Yo, 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 guys. What is up? And welcome back. Um, it is the off season, but the anchor stop, shout outs never stop. Um, again, uh, anchor, Venmo us, man. We'll take, we'll take what you got. Uh, but Matt, as we were on that break and you were, you were breaking down anchor for us, um, kind of some fresh news on the, uh, on the, on the Twitter, on the Twitter wheel, man. What, uh, what, what just happened? Yeah, so uh, after a couple of long years in Houston, two years, I think. Productive years. Yes, that's right, man. John Wall probably played less than 100 minutes, I'm willing to guess. Lots of it. And John Wall was uh, finally bought out. Um, it sounds like he, he gave mil, back. Oh, you know what? We we're going to do a quick segment on uh, John Wall potentially signing with uh, – not potentially signing with, but about what a fit with Golden State might look like. They have, they have the exception, which apparently he's seeking to make up the money he lost – uh Woj just tweeted however John Wall is planning to sign with the Los Angeles Clippers once he clears waivers so uh we can ditch that one but you are welcome for the uh what's going to be tomorrow a 24 hour late uh Woj bomb uh Gotham so you get you get kind of hot sometimes man when Kevin Durant gets uh talked about in this last week or so 
Uh, again, this is settled now, right? Kyrie is sticking yeah. around Brooklyn, so we can presume that um, Kevin Durant will also be sticking around Brooklyn this year. I'm sure next offseason we'll have some similar talks when Kyrie's a free agent yet again and the Brooklyn Nets have lost uh, either in the play-in or the first round. Um, we'll have some kind of similar circus, but there was talk of KD asking for a trade, right? Uh, and a lot of people on the Twitterverse... Oh we're going back and forth about whether or not the Warriors should get in on this. So I'm going to say no more, man, just let you get your takes off here. What do you, what do you think about all that talk about the Warriors potentially um, in all likelihood selling the farm to bring back, uh, bring back KD? Yeah. I like, I like how you said, I get, I get heated um, because um, when KD comes up and it's not, it has nothing to do with Kevin Durant. Um, I want to preface all these takes with uh, Kevin Durant was, uh, is a all time great player one of my favorite warriors just in terms of watch um, what we got to see for those three years was insane to win two rings, get on the cusp of a three peat. Um, what the, what the man brought to this organization and uh, you know, helped elevate this to a dynasty. I will never be forgotten as a, as a fan of the warriors for like my entire life. Um, and I feel like a lot of warriors fans have the same, same sentiment towards KD in terms of, you know, it was a tough breakup, but you know, breakup happens and, you know, both, both sides ended up being finally back on top, man. Uh, we got we got a ring. So I'm not – I have zero ill will towards Kevin Durant, uh, the person, the player. Um, I love uh, I love everything about KD. Um, what I hate when his name is brought up is Warriors fans. Um, it's, it's incredible to me that we won a championship not two weeks ago, and the first – the first sign of any sort of offseason chatter regarding KD, Kyrie, whatever it was, was the was everybody trying to make it like Kyrie and LeBron get back together and the KD and the Warriors get back together. And I'm like, yo, what is like, is that seriously your first thought in terms of, you know, there's how are you not enjoying this? Like as a fan, like as a Warriors fan, you know, you you guys went through two, three years, essentially, until you won the championship again. And just those two years of guy, getting guys Wiggins, drafting Poole, Kuminga, Wiseman, Moody, um, getting guys like GP, like the guys on this team that that went out and won a championship. Andrew Wiggins played his heart out um, and earned the respect of Warriors fans. We going into the playoffs, we had so many question marks about Wiggins on this podcast. We've had question marks about Wiggins, about Clay coming back, about so many guys, and to see the, all those guys get that done like you guys won a championship and you said it Matt like or before I think it was before we even recorded this started recording that there's some, some sort of like emotional like attach, attachment you have to these guys that just now won a championship and they should I mean rightfully so and when fans bring up KD coming back A that tells me you didn't believe in the Warriors winning this thing again in the first place um, you might you like you could celebrate whatever you want you could get whatever it takes on if your first thought was Oh, yo, Warriors should sell the farm for Kevin Durant. And I know some of them were probably trolls um, just trying to get, like, discussions going. But there are a lot of people that were like, yo, kind of down, like, we should bring KD back. And I'm like, how – A, that just tells me you you didn't believe in the team when they were down uh, below whatever. And that's fine. Now that they won a championship, you're still on that tick? Come on, man. Like, that's, that's different. And two, and more on, like, the basketball side is I just don't think it makes sense. Like, the – the upside for this young core, the the Wiggins, Poole, Kuminga, Moody, Wiseman, throw GP in there, and that Looney, but those guys that would you know maybe be in 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 that trade package because you'd be gutting the entire team. Um, 
the upside for these guys is incredible. Like you have arguably a top five, 10 player of all time in Steph Curry and Clay and Draymond in terms of the, one of the greatest trios in NBA history who are still in their not necessarily prime. Maybe Steph is uh, more so than Clay and Draymond, but in terms Steph, of the tri- Steph definitely trio, is out of, out of the in three terms of them, a trio, man. like they, they still have some, some good years in them. Uh, and now you have this uh, just youth movement with these other guys where they're going to get into their prime and they want to be there. They've now been to the top to gut that entire thing for a Kevin Durant that is on the same age as Steph Curry on the, again, the tail end of his prime. Like it makes no sense. And like we saw what happened uh, as teams at 2019 playoff run, that Warriors team just was so top heavy that one injury to KD and, or Clay or whoever it was, they had no chance to, you know, get back. It was hard for Steph and Draymond to carry that team. I'll pause you real quick because, yeah. you know, just saying, I'm not. I will say, yeah, respect, no, I will respect say to all, of, respect to everybody, respect to the Raptors. I think every ring is a ring. The bubble ring, it's a ring. A ring is amen. a ring. But I'm just saying, if uh, Clay doesn't go down in, in uh, Game Six, 2019, even though KD went out, those guys were were going home for uh, for Game it's, Seven. That's all I'm saying. One hypothetical as Warriors fans, I always count as dub that if Clay doesn't get hurt, we win that. But regardless, like you saw how hard it was for the team that you know one injury. So yes. now you have a team that's deep, that's been there, that's done it, and you're for it's like it's like you see your ex with like somebody else, and you're like at the first chance that you know you've been having a good time on the side or whatever, just living the single life, and now you're having a great time finding a new girl, and all of a sudden your pretty ex is like, yo, I'm kind of down to get back together. That's just some soft shit, man. Like, no, move on. Like, we had a good time with KD. It was a great run. Um, nothing but respect for the guy and what he's doing. I hope he has success in Brooklyn. I hope we see him in the NBA Finals, and I hope we beat him in the NBA Finals. Uh, but to mortgage the future and for that to be your thoughts – going in as a Warriors fan, that just feels wrong. Like the, it makes you look like an idiot um, because a, you're not breaking it down in terms of like you, you just, you want the narratives in the NBA. And that I, I really don't like that in terms of where this media is going. And obviously new media, old media shit is always like a big conversation nowadays, but like, that's what I feel like this old media kind of is. It's this narrative based shit where, Oh, yo, it's Kyrie and LeBron versus KD and the Warriors. It's like, no, dude, like let's have some period. Let's, let's let's figure this out. And the Warriors are currently on top and enjoy it, man. Like this is a good this should be a fun offseason where we laugh at, you know, this whole KD Kyrie situation and um see what happens, how how these rest of these teams are trying to trying to take us off the throne. But um I just think it's a weird conversation to have. Like that's just it just makes no sense. And it you really just look like you your basketball credibility, in my opinion, goes down if you like not necessarily like entertain it, but like it just shows that you're not into it for like winning a championship. You're here for the content, which I mean, some people are. So there are a few things I think that are, and that's all like totally fair and spot on. I think, um, first of all, you know, you, we love Steph because we, you know, he, we, he was there from 2009 on, he was there from the, the, you know, the edge of the depths of the dump, you know, to what we have now as fans, which is awesome, right? We love Clay for the same reasons. He watched Clay become who Clay Thompson is today, right? That's a guy who's making Clay Thompson's on one of the worst contracts in basketball right now, like objectively, right? He came off torn Achilles, torn ACL, and he's making 40 plus million dollars a year. I don't know anybody who loves the Warriors who would want the Warriors to offload Clay because of his contract, right? Yeah, you kidding me? Like, and, those are conversations and, that never would be had with Warriors fans. Like as a 
I mean, it might be like it might make sense basketball wise or whatever in terms of like getting the team on the cap. Whatever that is, but you're never gonna trade Clay Thompson because of salary. You're never gonna trade Durant no, right? And like, so my my point in saying all that though is that you know. The, Jordan Poole does not have that love yet, right? Kaminga does not have that love yet. Moody does not have that love yet. Um, God, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Wiseman, I hope it works out. I'm brute free, man. Uh, does not have that love yet, okay? But last season was fun, man. And if let's say let's say this is a year ago, right? Let's say this is last offseason. We're, we're in the middle of the draft with Kaminga and Moody, and KD becomes available, and Kevin Durant has a change of heart and wants to come back to the Warriors. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Maybe I I wouldn't Maybe, feel yeah. the same way. Probably totally. right, and I'll talk about why in a second. But if you if you're like, hey, you know what? Let's go get some more chips. Katie wants to come back. I don't think I feel the same way I feel now, right? Um, but with that being said, the Warriors just did the thing. They just did the thing that you want your team to do. Uh, that first so many back. teams in the first league have never back. done, right? And it was the storybook ending with all the guys I just mentioned with Clay, with Draymond, with Steph, right? Um what made that so special. Right. And again, we don't championships are championships. And like Gotham said, Katie winning chips uh, with the warriors. It's, it's legendary. Right. But it's different. And it's, it's tough to, people have a hard time with this. And I think it's kind of obvious though, those championships, when I say they meant less, I don't mean a championship championship. It's a ring. And that's awesome. The warriors are cemented in history. Championships are hard, but they were supposed to win those championships. Right. It was a failure if they didn't. Right. Whereas this team, it would, would, if they went to the conference finals or went out in the finals, it, that's awesome. That would have been incredible, been right? And we were, we were excited about that. And so when we talk about Katie coming back to the Warriors, you know, that just indicates to me a lack of understanding of maybe how special it is to have a season like we just had right away. It's like – Exactly. We I, just did the thing where we talked about doubt and belief in this last podcast. We just did the thing where we didn't know this was going to happen, right? You may have thought and had hope, but there were doubts, man. You know, Steph went down six weeks before this uh, playoff started, right? Broke his uh, or sprained his foot. Draymond had a herniated disc. Uh, Clay Thompson coming off horrific injuries. Andrew Wiggins with everything to prove, right? Young guys on the roster on on spots that, for the most part, in the playoffs were largely unused, right? This season was special because the Warriors overcame things, right? Uh, and they genuinely have a chance to do it again next year. They're going to be better next year. We talked about this. And that team the team this year should have been a 60-plus one team if they all stayed healthy, I think. Okay, right? My point in saying all this, though, is everything Gotham said, right? You don't go – It's you had a special thing just now. Hold on to what's special, man. You don't get this very often, man. You don't get a chance to develop guys, develop young guys, and have guys that – we all like Jordan Poole now. I was telling Gotham before the podcast started, in my mind, as unra- or irrational as it is – I think Jordan Poole is going to be like Kyrie Irving 2.0 without all the pains in the ass, man. You know what I mean? Uh, I think I think Wiggins is going to be – I think Wiggins will make another all-star team now because of what the season did. And it's not reasonable. I guarantee most people laugh this off and say he probably will not. That's fine. I'm probably, I'm probably wrong. Right? But we love these guys, man. Exactly. And like you said, like it takes – like if this was a year ago, again, maybe as the pride, like the pride in me or like the pride in a lot of fans, maybe you would have said no to KD. Maybe you would have said yes. But again – the goal was, you know, to get back to win a chip. And like you said, they did it, man. Like they, that season was so special. Like we talked about, there's a reason why you saw Steph Curry break down and cry as soon as the, the clock ran down. Iconic moment. But that's, that's how special this last season was. And to know that they did that in year one, to mortgage that entire thing just to bring KD back, man, come on. Like that's, that's just, 
that's that's outlandish. Like that's just tell like that's just off season talk. And um, for so many people to like actually give it a thought, it was it really got me thinking about who because I was thinking about just even like Bay Area championships, like outside the Warriors, even the Giants when they won three and five. A lot of those teams were homegrown and like fans would have gotten pissed. Like you couldn't, yes, could they have made moves, you know, past that dynasty to the Warriors kind of did it differently. They were able to retool with the young guys, but you know, that we look back so fondly on those 2010 giants, um, even the Niners that didn't get it done, at least in my lifetime, never seen a Super Bowl. Um, shout out the Niners, go get that done. <laughs> um, but uh, like, even for that, like the teams that even the heartbreaking losses you saw, it was always guys that, you know, you've seen go through the battles and we're seeing that with this team and obviously with this core, but now with these young guys that it, the upside is incredible with what they can do for the next two, three, four years and going forward, who knows? So, um, yeah, I just, I, I don't even think it, it it's worth, um, worth a move at all. Um, so here's my second part of this. And that's all, that's all Gotham. What a fucking poet, man. That was wonderfully well said, dude. Thank you, man. Um, listen, so, to be very clear, there is nothing more special than a championship, right? In a sports fan's life. It's the most special thing you can do, right? I was when Gotham mentioned Giants and winning. First time I saw my dad cry since one of my first dogs died as the Giants win their first World Series in, in how, many, it was, how many years of Gotham? The 2010 one? Yeah, how many years had it been before the last one? Oh, shit. It was like 70-something years. It was 65 60 years. 60-something years? I think it was 65 years, something like that. But it was a long time, right? Um, Incredibly long that's why we do this. And I do not. And again, Katie cemented himself as a legend with the Warriors. Okay. But we also cannot pretend that that was a ugly breakup, no, were, right? It was yeah. an ugly breakup. And you know, the least harmonious parts of the Warriors with Stephen Kerr over the last, um, since Kerr got it, since it started, right. Since that whole thing started is Katie's exit. Okay. And Katie's career before, or after, since then has been tumultuous, to say the least. Sometimes you got to just live with what's peaceful, man. My dad always has this phrase. He says, don't mess with happy, right? Right now, Beautiful. things are good. Things are good. Don't mess with happy. Things are good. Um, I'm not saying anything bad about Katie. I don't think maybe I am. Okay. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> again, the championships were great. Those teams, that 17 team is probably the greatest team of all time. Greatest team ever assembled. You didn't the the, the uh, dissent in the you know the the drama has not been there since then. Even in the losing seasons, yep. it's not been there since then. And maybe that's the burden of expectations. I don't know, but uh, this team has something special brewing, and I don't think there's any reason to mess with that right now, guys. And like Gotham said, man, the fact that this is a week and a half ago, two weeks ago. And you're calling, you're calling, you're calling Andrew Wiggins just gave he, he, he Andrew Wiggins would have died out. on the floor, man. You know, Matthew oh. Delvadova literally got sent to the hospital guarding Steph four or five years ago, six years ago, whatever it was, because he was just so beat. Wiggins was working his ass off that hard, man. Dude, uh, I, I hate that. And I hate that it's people with like bigger platforms than us that are the ones that are like having these discussions. Cause I'm like, you don't like, I can almost guarantee that you don't speak for at least 85% of the fan base. Like that is like, if you go to the Bay area, I like I tweeted out, if you go to the Bay area and told them that you were trading all those young guys after what they just did, you'd have a ride on market street, bro. You would have people coming up at Lake Merritt and just fucking torches and arm, just being pissed. Like they would, they, they, you, they, these guys earn themselves the love that they're now celebrating. And rightfully so. I mean, it, like you said, it's incredibly hard to win a championship 
we've been blessed with how many ever it's been for the Bay Area in like the last decade and a half. Um, and the Warriors, especially to be in a dynasty, um, and it's continuing to be written. Like, it's, it's not like this thing's over. Like, like we, how we felt a couple of years ago, not over, man. like it's, it's so incredible. So I think, you know, we've, we've harped on enough, but run this shit back, man. Let's, let's run this shit back. Um, got a big, big off season in terms of just bringing guys back. Um, and just start the title defense, man. Enjoy this off season and, Get healthy, get everyone ready to go, because um, you know expectations are are now high for this team again. That we and we can't say that it hasn't been like that since since KD left. So, um, so last thing again, it's gonna sound like I'm ripping KD. I'm not. I'm not. I'm just saying, man. When you have a special thing where everyone wants to be there, that's not common, man. People exactly. who think this is a common thing and you just get this kind of stuff. Andrew Wiggins averaging 18 and nine in the NBA Finals as the Warriors' second best player, and he him from all indications, wanting to be a warrior for a long time. That's not common, man. Okay. Not Getting that guy to trade, getting, you know, Jordan Poole, who sounds like he wants to be a, wants to be a warrior's legend, man. Not common, Ooh. right? Looney loves being there. Not common. You know, these guys wanting to stick around and some of them sound like they want to take pay cuts to stay. Not common. Okay. And I'm just saying Kevin Durant did not want to stay. Okay. Stop on this guy. Off the, superstar coming off the bench in a playoff series. Not common. This shit starts with number no, thirty, man. man. This shit starts with thirty, and it comes down, and we'll get an old. We have we have all summer for all time, all time debates, but this is just another proof of why you are witnessing this generation's Michael Jordan and this generation's Chicago Bulls dynasty. It's just um, funny, man. It's like people people are like craving to have again love to KD, man. Two time Finals MVP. He left. He wanted to leave. He he has yeah. thrown he's thrown shade on the way out, right? It's happened exactly, multiple exactly. times. It's, it's fine. He's allowed to do that. And it sounds like they made their peace to the most part. He can do what he wants. He's a free agent, but he did not want to be here. The fact that you're like at your, some of us are you're begging, like begging for a guy yeah, begging to come, come back, back who like, wanted to lunch. leave, man. Let the guy How go and see and be happy bro. with what you have now, man. That's How all I got soft. for that though. Dude, that's beautiful. My, I'll end it on how soft can you be if you're a <laughs> fresh off winning the championship. Hey, I get the 73 and nine jokes and then we run and call KD. That shit will always be funny to me. But if you're doing it after you win a championship, bro, what are you doing? That's just the, the most it – tells, it tells me you weren't around for tough times in terms of where this team has been, and you not and you didn't learn what it takes to be a champion. Like, And as a fan, what that expectation, what that mindset is. And I think that changes um, as you get experience, like, watching, like, this team. So, you know, um, for people that agree with us, um, please, please drop us a follow. Keep, keep following us this offseason. Uh, we're gonna have a or if you don't more. fire or back. If you man. don't come on, man. I mean, I'll debate anyone, bro. I'll take your ass outside, do whatever, take you to absolute <laughs> uh it's my poetry in motion. I don't know, something like that. But anyways, point of being, uh, thank you guys for listening again. Matt, before we get out of here, um fun, fun podcast. This is a good one. Um a lot of a lot of good stuff, um, and a lot of a lot of tangential thoughts, and I love it. And this is what this is what this is about in the offseason, just kind of spew it out and see what happens, see what sticks. And um, there's a lot, there's a lot of content to be had this summer, man. Um, summer league starting soon. Um, Next week, season. apparently, man, well, that week. was quick, right? Um, we got, and we didn't even get into the Warriors having a super team for uh, summer league, but that, that we'll say that for Charlie. Um, Charlie can go break that down for us. Um, before we get out of here, man, any last, any last thoughts? No, man. I mean, it's me fun off season guys. Like we, uh, Ian, that, that sounded heated at certain points, but just celebrate the title guys. Enjoy it. Uh, enjoy what just happened. That's special. Um, if you have ideas for off season pods, we'd love to hear them. We have some gimmicky things planned. That'll be fun. But, uh, 
anything you want to hear, please just leave some comments, leave some whatever it might be, uh, reviews and five stars, please. But uh, leave the good stuff. All right, guys, we're, we're looking forward to the offseason. We're still going to be popping out every week. So stay listening. OK, stay tuned. Keep uh, keep reading, Chuck. Could, couldn't sum it up better. Yeah, please. Uh, please keep following us. Um, like like I said, give us some thoughts. Um, you know, maybe we'll start, start getting some guests on here, start getting some takes. Um, it's, uh, it's just the beginning, as, as, as they said, for this Warriors team running back, running it back with the game since Clay crew, um, always, uh, this dynasty is just getting started as well. Uh, but other than that guys, thank you so much for listening. Um, and until the next episode, peace. The Golden State Warriors advance to their fifth consecutive Western Conference Final. For the second straight year, they eliminate the Rockets here in Houston as they take this series in six games and they win game six without Kevin Durant. Just a painful way to end the season once again for Chris Paul, James Harden, and the Rockets.